Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just a couple of days ago, we took note again of Jesus' death on the cross. Our Savior died. To his enemies and even to those who were his friends and supporters, it maybe seemed like Jesus had lost. But now, today, as we see Jesus break forth from the tomb, we know that he didn't lose. Jesus is a winner. And because of his victory, you and I share in that same victory, a victory over sin, death, and the devil forever. As we take a look at chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians today, it is the great resurrection chapter of the Bible. And I encourage you sometime during the course of the next week to read through the whole chapter to see the blessings that the Apostle Paul lays out. It's especially meaningful today on Easter. And I don't know about you, but I've been looking forward to this day for over a year. You remember where we were last year? I'm sure you do. Maybe this picture will bring to mind that things were just a little bit different last year. You might remember, yeah, that's my living room in which I recorded the Easter service and most of you certainly were sitting at home too, maybe in your own living rooms or a different place in the house because we were safer at home. I had somebody tell me shortly after Easter last year, well, if you think about it, last Easter was an awful lot like the very first Easter. So remember what the disciples were doing after Jesus had been crucified? Remember that they were kind of locked in a room themselves? They weren't afraid of a pandemic, but they were afraid of the people who had put Jesus to death. And here's the amazing thing. Do you know what broke their fears? It was the resurrected Jesus appearing to them. The same thing that takes away our fears is the victory that we have in our Savior, Jesus. If you think back over the last 12 months, maybe, maybe it doesn't seem like it's been much of a victory. Maybe you feel a little bit like the picture that you see on the screen that the last year has sort of been something that we've just sort of trudged through. Maybe the frustration has mounted as the days and, and weeks have, have carried on. Maybe you're just sick of wearing a mask. Maybe you don't know what the next thing is going to hold. And sometimes we feel, don't we, just like, when's it all going to change? talked to people over the last weeks and, and months and a lot of people have ex- expressed not only their frustration but just their desire that Jesus maybe would come back. And certainly that's a great thing, isn't it? But today what the Apostle Paul reminds us is that we don't need Jesus to come back because we're frustrated with this life but to celebrate in full the victory that is already ours right now today. You see, we're not losers either. Even though it feels sometimes in this life like things aren't going the way we want them to, we're winners in our Savior Jesus. And that's the truth we want to take from 1 Corinthians 15 today, that we have victory through Jesus. And as we listen again to the Apostle Paul's words in verses 54 through 58, we'll see first that death's sting is gone. And then secondly, that we have the opportunity to live for something here in this life. Listen again to verses 54 and 55 of 1 Corinthians 15. Paul writes, When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? 
Again, as we think about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul again and again and again brings us encouragement through that chapter, through the resurrection of Jesus. He writes this earlier in the chapter, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Then just a short time later, he writes, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Your assurance and mine that our sins are gone forever. As we get to the latter part of the chapter and the verses preceding, the verses we'll look at today, the Apostle Paul is talking a lot about our resurrected bodies. What's it going to be like when Jesus comes again? You heard those words, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. There's going to be a change. Our bodies are going to be changed when Jesus comes on the last day. What was once perishable will be imperishable. Which was, what was once mortal will be immortal. That's why the apostle can quote from an Old Testament prophet, the prophet Isaiah, when he writes, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Maybe you're familiar with that word in Scripture, the idea of being swallowed up. That picture brings with it a great comfort for you and me. The idea of being swallowed up is complete victory. It's the picture of a, a battle that happens or, or taking on an enemy and the defeat is so great. It's such a sound defeat that it's almost as if they were eaten up. Maybe today we would use a phrase like this, chewed up and spit out. It took me back as I was thinking about that to my arcade days. Some of you still know what an arcade is. Others of you are scratching your heads saying, what, an arcade? There used to be these places before you had this, the consoles at home where you went to play your video games. And one of my favorite video games was Pac-Man. Anybody remember Pac-Man? Some Pac-Man fans out there? Okay, we have a few. If you know Pac-Man, you know that Pac-Man munches up all the little dots, right? But he's being chased constantly. Chased by the ghosts, right? Until he eats the power dot and then he turns around and he swallows up those ghosts. Eats them up, right? That's the picture here of what Jesus did with death. He swallowed it up completely. It's a complete and total victory for our Savior. It's why Paul could quote from Hosea chapter 13 when he writes, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? It's gone. Because death has been completely defeated by Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Why is that so necessary? Well, listen again to these words from the Apostle Paul in verses 56 and 57. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul had it right, didn't he? Death has a sting. We know the hurt of death. It's not just painful for the person who goes through it and dies. It's painful for the people who stand by their side, loved ones who watch it happen too, isn't it? We know the sting of death. Most, if not all of us, have stood at the gravesite of someone that we cared about. We know what that feels like. We know the hurt and the sting of sin. And we know why it has a sting. Death has a sting. The Apostle Paul simply writes, the sting of death is sin. That word sin carries with it an interesting picture. It literally means to miss the mark. And so if you have the idea of an archer shooting arrows at a target and not being able to hit the target, that's exactly what's being described 
when that word sin is used. We miss the mark. God's law demands perfection. It demands holiness. It demands that we love God with all our, all our heart, soul, and mind and that we love our neighbor as ourselves with no exceptions. So what does your target look like? I think the picture on the screen pretty well sums up the target of my life. If God demands perfection, my arrows fall far short of that perfection that's demanded. And we know the sting of sin and the power of sin comes from God's law. What we should and should not do. Is there hope? Is our situation hopeless? Is death going to have the final say, the final word in our lives? No way. Because two millennia ago, there was breaking news on this Easter Sunday morning. Jesus abandoned his tomb. And because Jesus lives, God the Father has pl placed his stamp of approval on Jesus' saving work. You and I know that sins are washed away completely, that we stand before God holy and blameless. We have victory. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul is saying. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory in part when our time in this life is up. Yes, our souls will go on living even as our bodies go into the ground. But then we will experience that joy in full. In full when the perishable is clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When Jesus comes again, our bodies will be perfected and will join to live with our souls forever in heaven. I know you've heard a lot over the last few weeks and months about the COVID-19 vaccine, right? Maybe some of you have already gotten your shots. Maybe some of you are waiting to do so. Can we all admit that even the toughest of us, even the toughest of you out there, have to admit that a shot stings at least a little bit? Right? When, depending on the care of the person who administers the shot, the size of the needle, there's a little bit of a sting, there's a little bit of a pain when you get a vaccine, right? But why do we do it? Why do you put up with that little bit of pain? Well, isn't it because of the hope of what that shot will provide? The antibodies? The ability to fight against a disease so that uh, you don't get it? Health for you? Yeah, we put up with a little bit of pain because we know that the benefits outweigh the pain. That's exactly what Jesus' resurrection does too. Yes, in this life, death still has a sting. It still hurts, but only for a short time. And the benefit of knowing that Jesus has really taken the full sting out of death, that death has been swallowed up in victory, because Jesus left his tomb empty, because we get to peer into an empty tomb today, once again, we know the sting of sin is gone. We know that our victory is with Jesus forever. That's great, right? We know that when our life in this world ends, we're going to live on forever, and it's wonderful news. It's why we're here to celebrate Easter today. It's the joy of Easter. But what about today? What about tomorrow? What about the days that God has given me yet in this life as I wait for that day to come? Well, the Apostle Paul talks about that too. Listen again to verse 58 of chapter 15 where Paul writes, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. 
Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Do you see what the Apostle Paul is saying? He's letting you and me know, he's reminding us that the victory of Jesus over death means that we have victory in every circumstance in our life. Through Jesus, we can chew up and spit out all troubles that come our way. There's nothing that can shake us when our foundation is in Jesus. The Apostle Paul simply says it this way, Stand firm. Stand firm as you hold on to the resurrected Jesus in in the immovable and unshakable truths and promises that he has given. See, no worries, no anxieties, no pandemics, no troubles of this life can shake our foundation, can shake us or rock us when our foundation is on Jesus, our Savior, the resurrected Jesus. When the waves of pain and sorrow come, we're anchored in the resurrection, the living Savior, the one who broke forth from his tomb. That's exactly what Paul is encouraging us to do. And that means we can live now in that glow. We can live in the victory that Jesus has already won because we're looking ahead to something better. We know that nothing can change that in our lives right now. The triumph of Jesus at the cross means that you and I have triumph forever. Let nothing move you, the Apostle Paul says. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. There's nothing greater for us to do than simply in our thanksgiving for what Christ has done for us, live in love for our Savior and for one another. Jesus said, whatever you do for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That's giving ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. And the joy that we have is knowing that it's never in vain, that our place in heaven is secure and that Jesus is leading us home. The Apostle Paul describes so well in his next letter to the Corinthians the joy of living in the power of Jesus' resurrection. He wrote these words, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Some takeaways from our Easter sermon today. Number one, Jesus' victory over death takes the sting out of death for us. We have no worries, no fears. Jesus has defeated death and so will you. Number two, Jesus' victory over death assures us of victory in any circumstances. Stand firm. Let nothing move you, Paul says. Hold on to the blessings that you have through your Savior, Jesus. Finally, number three, Jesus' victory over death means we live for something here and we will live forever. You know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain because Jesus already has your reservation in heaven with him. Maybe there's some NASCAR racing fans in here and and if you are a racing fan, maybe even if you're not, you know that it's pretty customary after a race is won for the winning racer to grab the checkered flag and make a lap around the track, a victory lap, right? It gives the racer a chance to acknowledge his fans and it gives the fans a chance to congratulate the racer. 
I guess if you're really cool in NASCAR, you drive backwards around the track and do that. Can you imagine what that feels like for a driver? After all of the effort that goes in, the hard-fought contest to be the first one across the finish line, to win the race, to get the checkered flag, what a great thing to do that victory lap. Easter Sunday, that's Jesus' victory lap. It's Jesus' victory lap as he leaves death sin in his wake. And you know, because Jesus' victory is yours, it's your victory lap too. It's a victory lap that we get to take every day because we know that at the end of our time in this life, our life goes on. Yes, he is risen. He is risen indeed. We will live with our Lord forever. So we say with the Apostle Paul, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.